Ever sat and listened to two individuals talk about something in a cafe in a city? Ever really listened? In my time, I have heard some of the most brilliant ideas come from a simple conversation. And Cafe Leadership is hoping to bring those thoughts to the forefront of the podcast realm. An array of young, middle, and older age leaders is set to give a prominent, interesting mix to what it means to be a leader. Founded by Billy Colston, this podcast will go over various things in leadership, whether it means who are you as a leader or what it takes to be a leader. We're hoping to develop interesting ideas and interesting perspectives on leadership and how everybody tackles it day by day. Well, hello, Liana. Um, I'm happy to have you on today. Um, can you kind of introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Yana Lau. I'm a senior at UCSD, econ major um, with Billy on PVL, Phi Beta Lambda, president of Global Business Brigades, and executive vice president of Business Council, also part of another org, not business related, called Intergenerational Connection, which I, mean, I can talk about later as well. Cool. Um, so, I, I mean, I mentioned to you kind of like what we would be talking about, um, mm -hmm. a little bit about like passion and specifically like passionate leadership. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an interesting topic because a lot of people talk about passion now, but I don't know. It's uh, I really want to hear your perspective because I see you as being that passionate leader, at least from my perspective. Can you kind of explain to you what that means? Um, it's definitely something I learned later on because when I originally came to UCSD, it was mostly of like, I just want to be involved. Like I want to be into everything and everyone and it really didn't work out for me because I had that kind of mentality. And the first time I really got into something was Global Business Brigades. And I was just like, operations, I didn't even care if I had an exact position, I was just happy to be a part of something. And then I really started to care about it. And through that, I was, I was really, I thought, going above and beyond the position or going above and beyond personally and internally. And that's why I really wanted to be on exec not to have the position, I don't even need it. It was to be able to make a difference in, within that org, same for business council. I realized that the main reason I'd want to further myself in business council is because I couldn't make the change that I wanted to sitting back and being any kind of regular member. And that's just really important. Also, there's this wonderful book that Billy loaned me <laughs> that I read. And in there, it's also very much ingrained that it's not about your personal goals or not about your personal intention. While you keep having, like, you keep want to, wanting to further yourself, if you really care about the org's goal and you, you put your whole heart into it, whether or not you get recognition, it's going to move it so much further and it'll in turn, it'll reflect on you as a leader, as a person, um, way more than if you wanted to go further yourself as an individual. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I'm kind of curious. I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 it definitely makes sense. Um, so I, I was, well, that, that's all has to do with passion. You have to love the org you're in, and you have to love the difference that it makes in order to do those kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would totally agree with you. Like, in my time, especially in PBO, uh, you know, being passionate about what I'm doing is very key mm -hmm. and very instrumental to like I think how I am perceived. And one of the reasons why I'm respect like respected is because I care so much. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> But I'm curious, like, also I see you as somebody who's just like a caring individual, those people underneath you, right? And like, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I talked a little bit about this with Eric as well last okay. time. Um, 
but like I'm curious like how do you think being passionate and also being passionate about those people underneath you kind of mm-hmm. reflects on your leadership and like your organization as a whole I definitely care about the people I'm working with I, I very much try to relate to them on a personal level you know not intrusive obviously there's actually oh, I don't know the name I think it's like Keith or Kenneth something he's a coach he's a very famous coach um I think college college mm. but he's definitely been offered to go to the MBA either way I learned about him in a management class and his style kind of blew my mind he's just a coach you go there you yell at some players but it's really not he he cares about the players he asks them how are your how's your day going he knows like their personal lives they know uh, like the family history of each of the players if they're having a bad day if they're going through something and how to go about that and incorporate it and I think if you have a leader who's very much invested in who you are and how you work as a person not only do you feel cared about but you're understood in the way that you work so that you can work best and I think that plays a huge role and I know you know that too really of course um, everyone's very different and in order to be a good leader you I think you have to first and foremost understand who you're leading and what you're leading because that's going to switch out. That's going to change the game. And you can't just be the same kind of person with different people coming in. Right. And, uh, I mean, I would totally agree. I really mm-hmm. like to get to know the people underneath me because it helps me better understand um, <clears throat> their preferences, why mm-hmm. they choose to do things the way they do, and, like, how to also treat them. Yeah. Um, I'm also very much a democratic leader in the sense that um, if, if I don't like something but everyone else does. There's a reason why they do and they can see something that I don't and we're gonna do it. Not, it's not a consensus thing. Like not everyone has to agree, but everyone has to be able to weigh in, understand whether they do and don't like something, be able to vocalize it. And if the general consensus of the group, which they're all working towards a similar goal, if they like it, then that's what we're gonna do no matter what. Cool. Um, so, I mean, on that, on this kind of idea of passionate leadership, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, you talked a little bit about getting to better know the people that you work with, right? Mm-hmm. And like kind of using this democratic style, which is mm-hmm. very much what I try to do with my org as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of go about getting to know people better, especially in this kind of weird pseudo professional relationship that you have mm-hmm. to develop with them? Really simply, I'm a friendly person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you. Really, really simply, I smile a lot. People love to talk about themselves. If you have ask anyone any kind of simple question, they will answer you. Like something so simple. Not not even, people think like, how was your day? How are you? People think that's easy. Other people, you don't want to share that kind of stuff because you don't really know. You don't think about it. If someone says, um, refer back to a conversation, hey, how's your dog? That's so easy. Or, um, I heard you were into this. Do you know this person? Or just something totally segueing into something, creating a personal connection and kind of building off of that. It, it makes it all, you know, people have inside jokes and it makes you closer to that person. Mm-hmm. Even if it means absolutely nothing, um, it brings you closer. And having hardships within a group, for example, if you have an org and someone's being really difficult something, someone, someone you're talking to, a reservation, that's like a common struggle, whether, no matter how small or big it is, and you can kind of build off of that. Cool. So your, your idea is like basically finding like a mutual understanding or mm-hmm. also being interested in those people. Yeah. And I'm not creating issues or anything, <laughs> right, right. but that's just kind of how I would like to connect with people or 
bringing it back to the same goal. If you're really not finding that connection, you're in the same org, you're working in the same place and you are there for a reason. So if all else fails, that is your reason, that is your connection with them and then you build off of that. Not everyone gets along, not everyone has to be friends and that's fine, but you're in the same place doing the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, something else we, I mean, I've talked about with a few other people is this idea of, you know, people really aren't interesting unless they're interested in the other people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Can you kind of talk a little bit about like how maybe that's affected you in your leadership style and like how you treat people and talk to people, especially people that you directly work with? Um, I kind of try to put my whole heart into something and I find it very important to be a good listener. Like, you guys can't see this right now, but the way I'm sitting, I'm very much invested in this conversation. And people can tell whether they think so or not that you're invested in the conversation that you're having. And when you feel like you're being paid attention to, you give the same thing back, you know, or you feel more comfortable or you feel like someone's really understanding you. And that's how I like to treat the people that I'm working with in order for them to feel understood. Because if you don't, then you're a lot less likely to voice your opinions, your feelings, how you, and it's important. Like that's the reason why they're there. That's why they're chosen to be there because they have that kind of diversity and background where we value your opinions. So, so long as you make someone feel important, they will feel comfortable enough to share that with you. So good listening guys. (laughs) (laughs) Good listening. Um, Yeah, I think that's something that we can all kind of take to heart is this idea of listening to people and really listening, Mm -hmm. right? And you'd be surprised at how many people not only don't listen or are surprised that you did listen. Where if we're having a conversation and I remember later like, oh, hey, yeah, um, oh, I forgot I can't offer you this, you're allergic to peanuts. And they're just gonna be like, yeah, how'd you know that? I'm like, you told me and I paid attention to you. (laughs) It happens. Yeah, and it's like, so this is like a very, I mean, obviously very subjective, but, you know, looking at, you know, your personal time and mm-hmm. leadership positions, and can you, like, give me, a, like, real example of when listening has really impacted either your relationship with someone or just, like, down the road you have seen, like, you know, you did listen that one time and it really changed the perspective of that person as you as a leader. Right. Um, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of leaders who don't who listen, but don't really listen. Right. They, they kind of listen to the people that are underneath them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it kind of misguides the organization, especially in a democratic leadership, if you're not listening mm-hmm. to people. Um, so can you kind of explain a time or an example? if you have um, any? Remaining a little vague, for example, there was a person who they, sometimes people just don't seem very involved. And unfortunately, it's it's it can very much be my fault or a leader's fault for not making them feel that way or not knowing them well enough. So, okay, so someone wasn't exactly involved, so they're like, okay, they're so-so, they're a member, whatever. And then you just have a conversation with them and then you realize that not only do they have background in this, they're really invested, whether or not they have experience. Um, And even if they don't, some people have very wonderful ideas. Um, There was one person on my exec team that, he was just there and it was my fault. I thought he just like wanted to be there to be there, get the name, whatever, be involved, which obviously he cared. But then every now and then he just says certain things or has certain ideas where I'm like, wow, I would have never thought of anything like that. You know, something very simple. And it not only shows his mind, not only shows the diversity and the opinions people can have, but also that he's paying attention. When he's quiet, when he's not voicing himself, he's listening. And it really shows because he's thinking about how to make the org better. 
and I really appreciated that. And my listening to his ideas, him listen, can reflect on him listening to the ideas of a whole group of us moving forward. And that's completely changed my perception of him, and it's completely changed the org and the direction that we're going in because I'm so proud of him and I'm so proud of the org having those kinds of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so I, I guess another question I have is, you know, as a passionate leader, um, <clears throat> I, I see passionate leaders being these kind of uh, lead by example type of people, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're very passionate, you care a lot, you do mm-hmm. a lot of work, right? You, you, yeah. you take on a lot of stuff, right? Um, Almost to a fault, but <laughs> yes. And you can recognize that in other people too, which I really appreciate. And that's another thing, recognition, do not underestimate it. People like to know when they're being recognized and appreciated because they're putting in the work. They should be. Mm-hmm. So, so right. to continue on yeah, <laughs> with my question, uh, so like as a passionate leader, um, taking on all these work, like all this work, right? And mm-hmm. how do you kind of how do you really balance like when you should know that you're you shouldn't be taking on work because it's either infringing on somebody else's like ideas mm-hmm. or what their job is, right? Like oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Passionate leaders have this tendency to take over the work that is not being done by the people like underneath them because, you know, they feel like, you know, we need to do this. But sometimes I think they need to take a step back and be like, wait, you know, Mm -hmm. I just asked this of them or, you know, something else is going on. Give them some extra time. So how do you how do you kind of balance that? I have two answers to this. Two very real examples. So firstly, um, I'll address a thing where you kind of take on the work of people like under you that you're not supposed to be doing. I do this a lot. Um, not to say that anyone is lacking. I just say yes. Or I just be like, oh, I can do that because I know that I can, but I'm very busy and I probably shouldn't. And everyone else is more than capable of doing it. I actually had a hard time uh, not doing this because I wasn't used to being a leader. I'm used to being the person who wants to work hard in order to be one. So I got used to it and um, you just kind of have to take a step back and realize the org itself or whatever goal you're having is not going to function if only one person does everything. It functions because there is a team. And you have to realize that if you want the best outcome, you have to utilize everybody's skills in the most efficient way. And let's be real, just because you're a leader doesn't mean you're the best at doing one certain thing. And it took me a while to learn that, and I'm still learning that. Um, Having said that, just because you're a leader doesn't mean you're only a delegator. You gotta do some grunt work too. Like, you're not above sending an email, or you're not above walking all the way over in an office and talking to someone in person just because you know someone else can do it. If they're busy, take it upon yourself to go do that. So, that's one part. Another part in terms of balance and what you can take on, a very good example is actually literally all of. PBL Business Council and PBB deciding what to do because I knew I couldn't take on all of it. And the way I approached that in the end, at first I was scrambling. You're just confused because you love everything, you love everyone, you want to be be able to do it all. You know you can't and you really want to. You just say yes and then it's already too late so you just deal with it. That's not the way to go. How I saw it is why did I want to be in the places there? So I don't know if this is too revealing or not, but... (laughs) I was already president of GBB. That was my first love at UCSD. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's a huge org or anything, um, they were my first love. And I really love it so much. So I love being president. was not going to give that up. And then there's business council, and then there's PBL. So I really had to think about why I wanted to be there. So for PBL, 
I wanted to be in PBL because I loved it, right? I really loved it. I love the family. I love the family you created, Billy. Thank you. And for business council, I love the business community, and I wanted to help and give back. And I wanted to make a difference. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> the vision he created is the vision of why I'm still there and why Tiger's still there as well. Tiger's president. Um, so in order to make the change in the business community, I couldn't have done that just being president of GBB or just being on the board of directors. The kind of investment I wanted to make in it, I could have only done if I remained an exec. And that's why I choose to remain an exec for BC. For PBL, I didn't need any kind of name, any kind of officership. There's nothing specific I wanted. I just wanted to be in it to be involved in the health org. And I could have done that just being an above and beyond member. And that's why I chose the path that I did. And I think I chose the right one. You know, you're not mad at me for being an <laughs> officer. I can still do as much as I wanted to do before. And if I decided to be an officer, I wouldn't have been a great one just because I would be dividing my time so much. Someone out there and some other member is going to have a lot more time, a lot more spirit, and just the same amount of energy that I was willing to put in. There you go. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so actually, like, I don't have any other questions, but yeah. do you have anything else that you want to comment on about this subject of passionate leadership or, you know, anything in your experience that you feel like would close us off here. Um, yes, this is gonna sound really random at first, but I promise there's a point. Okay, so uh, my roommate was talking to me about this book she read, and it was about your your will to do something, or I don't know how to explain this. Like, yeah, your will to do something. And think of it as like a jar full. So when you wake up in the morning and let's say you like wanna go work out, right? You're like, oh my God, like I don't wanna go. Okay, like I'm gonna go, I have to, let's go, let's do this. You only have so much in a day. Mm -hmm. So you use that up in the morning and then you eat like crap at night or vice versa. It's like, man, I studied all day today, but then you go party it off, right? Which is a good and bad thing, depending on what it is. <laughs> you know, it's kind of contradictory when you work out and you eat a bunch of bad stuff or like, you get a lot of stuff, of stuff done in the morning and then you drink all night and then the next day is all ruined. So what really pushes people is not will, but it is passion. So specifically in the book, it's um, like pride and gratitude were, were the main things. And I always remember that. It's like a really huge driver in the things that you do and not just will, because will runs out eventually. So in orgs, it's pride in that you want your org to be great. And it's also gratitude for the people that are in it, putting in their time along with you. And that's in anything. That's not just in leadership. That's not just in orgs. That's in work and that's in family. Like your friends, you do things for your friends because you're grateful for their friendship. You know? Yeah. You're grateful that they're there for you and you're more than willing to be there for them. And it's, it's a back and forth thing. You are in a sport maybe because you have the pride to want to achieve and want to get better and want to compete and beat yourself. That's pride. Not, you know, not so prideful, but <laughs> same thing. Like, just think of the things you do every day that don't take any kind of thinking. It's because you love them and it's because of the passion that you have for them. I know it's a big word. I know it's kind of eccentric. Even the smallest of things, anyone who likes to cook, I do. That's for myself. That's for my own pride as like a mental health, like, etc. I love it and that's for me. And then I'm grateful for the ability to do that. And for my roommates, like, everything. Just think every day. What are you prideful for? What are you grateful for? What are you passionate about? And that's going to keep driving you. Anything that you want to be passionate for, connect it to those things. And I think it'll definitely help you in the long run. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, before like I end up completely closing out, do you mm-hmm. have any shout outs to Instagram, people you want to call out, oh organizations? How long can this be? <laughs> <laughs> it could be like just Okay. Just um, literally all of the orgs, thank you so much. Um, Billy, I'm going to just, Billy, Tiger, Armand, Dylan, Sharika, Mar- I'm just going to tell uh, Laura, Ayushi, Marina, uh, literally everyone. Jasmine, Avery, shouldn't you? I'm just gonna. I'm so sorry if I forgot you. Homies in LA, Katrina, Maddie, Allie, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom. <laughs> um, and myself. <laughs> myself. Why not? All right. Well, we'll finish up wrapping up there. Um, thank you very much, Yana, for coming. Mm, uh, thank it you. was really cool. Like the insights that you gave, super interesting. And like, I mean, again, I I talk about this every time, um, but like just learning more about leadership and mm-hmm. especially learning different perspectives is so cool and um I, thanks for bearing with me i talk a lot <laughs> sometimes i trip over my own words so <laughs> you're totally fine okay thank you very much hello everyone and thank you for listening uh, we really appreciate your support and the best way to do that is actually to either like our facebook follow us on any of the different platforms that we stream off of or even check out our linkedin But we really appreciate it and hope you have a great day.